So we are talking about all things real estate, and this week is a really interesting one for the town of Conway, in that the, the voters in town are going to be making some decisions regarding a very hot topic right now, which is short-term rentals in the Valley. And short-term rentals have been around for a long time, but with the advent of Airbnb and VRBO and all the online sites, uh, it's made it much easier for owners to become short-term rental short-term rental owners. And and as a result, uh, there are a lot of people out there that feel that it makes it too easy to rent their properties, and in which case, it makes it too makes it too easy for them not to keep an eye on those properties that they're renting. So the voters are getting to, ready to vote on uh, a number of warrant articles, and a number of them are to make short-term rentals uh, legal, and then to allow the town selectmen to regulate and uh, license, regulate, and then enforce uh, those regulations. And then a no vote for that is uh, quite possibly going to lead to the town uh, handing out 600 cease and desist orders for those people who are currently uh, renting their property short term. So it'll be very interesting to see how the vote goes. And um, I've kind of gone through my position on it, but I am really interested in hearing some other perspectives. So today we have Joe Lantini with us. And Joe is an uh, old friend of mine. We go way back, back from our, our kids' school days. And Joe is um, somebody who's also the chairperson of the Conway School Board and really involved in our community and has been here for many years. And Joe's got uh, someone, I, someone I, I respect his opinion on, this, on the subjects. He's someone who I, th I feel is pretty moderate and doesn't take an extreme position, which I think is great. Uh, and so I really value his opinion. So Joe was nice enough to come here today and give me his thoughts on the upcoming warrant articles. So Joe, I guess I'll, I'll throw it right at you, which is uh, we've got these warrant articles coming up and it's a, uh, it's an interesting time for the town and we're about to have kind of an interesting vote. And I'm just curious to hear kind of what your perspective is on it. Well, you know, in many things I've seen in this town, I think the town has sort of gone forward without sort of looking at the long-term effects of things. Um, personally, I am going to vote against these articles, though I do support the concept of short-term rentals. Um, I've used them myself. I'm not against them, but there was nothing in any of this that we're going before the voters next week um, to limit the number. If I saw a reasonable limit that was arrived at by community consensus, I could support this. But because this opens it up for the entire town, I simply couldn't support it. I live in a small community, a house I bought from my in-laws who've been there for a very long time. Um, and all of a sudden, I see when people age out um, or move away, it gets snapped up. And now I have new neighbors every weekend. And I don't have a huge problem with that if it's within reason. But if it's everybody around me, then I don't have a neighborhood anymore. On Easter, one of my neighbors did a stone soup where they cooked out in front of everybody else. And, um, and everybody brought things. And, and we got to talk with our neighbors. I want to preserve that. So I would like to vote this down and then sit down and be serious about crafting something that looks at the long term. Because they're going to exist. They're going to be here. We simply have to find a way of 
regulating, as a lot of this legislation does, but also controlling growth. And that's a really interesting perspective. And I think I, I've spoken to a lot of people over the last couple of weeks, kind of getting heading towards this vote. And a lot of, a lot of people share that same sentiment. And what's kind of un, unusual about this vote is that you've got a number of opposing forces coming at it. So you've got the people who are out there that say, property owners' rights, you can't tell me what to do. These are already legal uses. You can't take away my rights. I'm going to continue what I'm doing. You don't have the right to regulate me. Those people are going to vote no, mm-hmm. kind of against their own interests. Mm-hmm. And then you've got people, um, then you've got the people who are banned at all costs. Mm-hmm. We don't want a single short-term rental in our neighborhoods, period. And then you've got someone like yourself who's saying, listen, let's find a middle, let's find a middle ground and let's, let's, let's license, let's regulate and let's cap the number so that we don't have a proliferation in our neighborhoods. So that's the third perspective. And so that's a no vote for you. The question to you is what happens if the no vote, the no vote on Tuesday then gives the ban all rentals group, which I happen to think is a minority of people who are banned at all costs, then they have, then they go back to the town and say, all right, those 600 cease and desist orders that you have right now, we want those to go out today. How do we, how do we manage that? Because then we're just heading towards lawsuit territory. The 600 owners aren't just going to sit idly and let that happen. The town has the ability to have a special town meeting and start to deal with this. The town has to sit down and come up with a long-term strategic plan for the valley, and this is part of that. We all know that. We live up here. We love to go mountain biking, but we don't have places to park. You know, I have a child who can't afford rent around here or afford to buy a house around here. That's another issue. How do we deal with with lower-cost housing? Um, These are all interconnected, and yet, you know, I hate to go back to the Diana's Bath bit again, but... We put all these signs up to invite people up here, and then there's a small parking lot, and if they don't use that, they get hit with a $100 fine. It's just ridiculous. Come up with a plan, look at what you want for growth, have the community involved, all aspects of the community, every, all the stakeholders, make some decisions and move forward in a way that invites people up here, makes it comfortable to be here, and yet also retains some of what we've had here for a long time and why a lot of us came here. It's really challenging because you've got a chamber of commerce who's promoting our valley as uh, the number one the number one place to be in the country, the number one resort area in the country, and we've achieved that status. So once you do that, people aren't just going to say, that sounds like a neat place, I'm never going to go there. It's basically saying, come on world, we'd love to have you here. And that is uh, the moment that we're in right now with our valley, and I can certainly see how there are a lot of people who are, including myself, who are going, wait a second, this is, this, you know, we can only handle so much, and we're starting to get a little bit overloaded here. How do we, how do we come together and manage this? There was an interesting article yesterday in the New York Times about, I believe it was Wyoming um, or Montana, where backcountry rescues have become so prevalent that it's totally taxing the system out. As I was in, involved in a community meeting here when we were talking about all the people coming up here, which is great. I, I love the fact that people are appreciating the outdoors. Um, but you need to know what you're doing to some degree. And I know that we, uh, the Mountain Rescue Service, and all of the other rescue groups, the fish and game, it just going endlessly. People 
don't know what they're doing, a lot of them, and um, are getting hurt. No big deal. But a broken ankle three miles from a trailhead takes a lot of people to get that person out. We need to look at that. It's all interconnected. It's, tr it's very true. Let me ask you this. What, what do you think, how much of a role do you, and you may not have thought about this, I certainly have, how much of a role do you think COVID has played in the last 12 months kind of leading up to the kind of the kind of the underlying anger we have in the valley you've got this situation where new hampshire is the only state that basically only state that opens back up yeah. and they say come on tourists we'd love to have you however they get here restaurants are open at very limited capacity bars are closed a lot of local attractions aren't open and so the things that people normally do to spread out aren't available You've got now people coming to the valley who are who do who wouldn't normally come to the valley. They're just here because nothing else is open and they wanted to get out of their house. So they all flood the valley for the last twelve months. They leave trash at the rivers. They trash the trails. They stay in their short-term rentals all day and party because they have nothing else to do. And that creates a real um, underlying anger on the part of locals that's saying, "What is happening here? You're destroying our valley." Do you think that's played a role in the climate we have right now? Well, of course it has, but and I that affects me too when I want to go someplace and it's really really busy, um, and when people's behavior is such, we talked about uh, in this com in this meeting I was in, which involved about fifty people looking at the future of the area. Um, you know, people talked about hiking on trails and having literally somebody defecating on the trail while they were walking on it. Um, people just don't know. Wait, that's not right, right? That, well, yeah, I, in my world, that's not acceptable <laughs> behavior. Um, but then on the flip side, I have to say, I have two kids. They're a little older now. And just like you. If I lived in one of the cities that was really hit hard by COVID, and I had kids, I'd want to get them out. I, I would do that. Sure. The problem is, when they get here... What are they going to do? They can't do a lot of things because they're closed, so they're going to go out into the woods. There should be something, if the Chamber of Commerce wants to um, invite everybody up here, have some educational seminars where people can learn just a little bit. Like if you're hiking on, you know, doing a, a two or three mile hike, maybe you shouldn't be wearing um, sneakers. Maybe you should have a boot that has a little ankle support. Maybe you should bring some food and water. Really basic things. The, you know, fish and game, 10 basic items you're supposed to have in your pack. So with that kind of, with the idea of educating in mind and and uh, being more, a little bit more forward thinking, you mentioned last time we, we got together, you mentioned, you know, our, our town fathers, have, our town leadership has some, really has some thinking to do about where, which direction we should be going in. You know, what is it do you think that could happen today for our town leaders to really take a larger larger snapshot of what's going on in the Valley and be a little bit more forward-thinking? They have to have some community, community meetings where they reach out specifically to different parts, different stakeholders, and ask them, what do you want? What do you see the Valley becoming? That's what it really takes. I mean, go back six years ago at the school board, we did a strategic plan where we did that. We spent over a year talking to the different stakeholders and developed a plan where everything is governed through. That's what this town needs to do. From the person who just moved here to the family who's been here for, you know, six generations. 
what do you see? What do you want? And how do we bring that all together into a, a workable plan that you guide all future growth through? So do you think that's pie in the sky thinking? Or do you think that an optimistic thinking? Or do you think it's something that, that, rea- that that's reality based? Um, it's either that or anarchy, which is what we have now. I mean, is it not anarchy? It, it just is like, we'll throw this Band-Aid on, and, and, and that will work. That'll work for you. Uh, it's like trying to cover a really, you know, like a bleeding artery with a Band-Aid. It's not going to happen. Sure. So the town has to come up with what does it see itself as. And some towns have done this. You know, you look at some of the towns that are leading the way. Learn from other areas and come up with what do people want? Why do you live here? What makes it the place you want to be? How do we preserve that and grow that? But also, when you invite people here, how are you helping them enjoy and preserve the area? Talk about job growth, the ability to have clinics and teach people this. I've been teaching climbing for, you know, 46 years. I teach people how to climb up cliffs and up mountains in the winter. People can be teaching people how to spend time in the backcountry, how to hike responsibly and be safe. You know, I'm with you. I I think that we are at a a pivotal point in in our Valley's uh, history right now. I think we have an opportunity to make some history here by moving forward in a positive direction. And I think we've got a a lot of young community leaders now that are stepping up and saying, hey, we've got to do something. We've got to control this. We've got to be smart. We've got to be forward-thinking. We've got to think about our next generation. And then, and then we really need to start also thinking about how are we really going to turn this need for long-term housing into a reality in the Valley and not just keep kicking the can you know, down the road. I would be remiss if I didn't get, just jump back to short-term rentals for a second because that's the kind of the topic of this discussion, and then we can and we can end it there. You are a climbing guide. Yep. You're a, a backcountry rescue on the backcountry, backcountry rescue team. You are all things outdoors. Yep. And there's a very and there's really a thriving outdoor community here, both about mountain, uh, both hiking, um, climbing, ice climbing, um, uh, fishing, and uh, also mountain biking is really growing in this valley. You and I spoke about this as well. Those, and this again is is uh, going back to the short term rental thought. Those, the way that those folks travel in the valley when they come here, it seems to me, and you tell me if I'm wrong. It seems to me that those are those are kind of our ideal short term rental. Um, the people who ideally would stay in a short term rental. They've got a kitchen. They can be in a community. They can hang out after they go out for the day. They can have a place to uh, to hang their hat and then uh, fire pit. And those, and then in my in my mind, not the ones that are partying until three in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, would you would you agree with that? It's the demographic you want to market towards, but I know um, I was over in Acadia with my with my family, and we rented um, a motel, and it had with it um, a garage for storing your mountain bike, cleaning it. Doing work on it. That's cool. We have all these people. Look at the Kingdom Trails over in Vermont. All the motels have cleaning and repair shops for, for their bicycles. We have great mountain biking, but where do you park? You know, we have the best backcountry skiing. Where do you park? Joe, you keep going away from short-term rentals. I know, but it's part of it. Those are the people that are coming here. You're right. Those are the people that are coming here. When I travel... Depending on where I am, I look at short-term rentals because I can be in a community. But it's interesting. Um, 
my family and I being in, in Italy, um, we rented a short-term rental. There was no sign of anybody else, of any other groups there. It was just like we're in a small community, uh, and it was really, really nice because we felt we were integrated. But maybe we're a little more behaved. It's um, you know, it's a little bit like the Wild West right now in our town. Yep. And I think, it, and I, I don't know that there's a there. There are very few people that I've run across that would say we don't need something in place that really takes care of the bad actors, the ones who are really up using it. Absolutely. Those people who are purely using their their property as a cash machine and really don't care about being a good neighbor. Um, you know, I happen to think those are the, that's the that's the minority. That those are there are many many more properties that are here to offset their expenses. But um, it's really it's really awesome to hear your perspective. I really value it, and and you taking the time to be here today. I hope to get many more perspectives from both sides of this because it's a complicated issue, mm-hmm. and it really needs a lot of people coming together to help solve it. So. Thanks, Joe Lentini, for being here today, and I hope we get to talk again soon about other topics. Absolutely.